The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Going to talk about a protest that took place uh, today uh, before the uh, in front of the government's uh, building, should I say, in front of the doll. Uh, this is about housing and defective apartments in particular. So the Construction Defects Alliance say that there are people living in up to one hundred thousand apartments that are still not entirely safe. Pat Montague is the Construction Defects Alliance spokesperson and he's with me, as is Jill Kelleher, apartment owner. Um, you're both very welcome to the show. Good Thank to see you, you both. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Pat, explain to me what exactly had you out protesting today? Well, what had us out is uh, it's five years since uh, the completion of the Safest Houses report, which is uh, an Oireachtas Committee report setting out the problems with defective apartments. So it's five years and I suppose our signs were saying still not safe as houses. Government are working on a scheme um, and we met the Minister yesterday and the Minister announced it last night and the adult government are working on a scheme but I suppose our concern is to make sure that the scheme is fit for purpose, it will work and will work in the context of the challenges that people like Jill and others are facing uh, which is that owners, management companies are the ones that have the legal responsibility for sorting out these problems. Owners management companies are run by volunteer directors who, you know, don't have expertise in construction. They have the legal responsibility to find the money, sort out the problems. And frankly, they're also massively indebted is another problem. So they're going to require, I suppose, a deal of support, hands on support. Uh, which I'm not sure the policymakers quite realise. And so we had the protest to mark five years, but we also had a briefing afterwards where we were setting out the challenges facing owners' management companies and the sort of scheme that needs to be put in place that will make sure that people are living in safe and healthy homes. So so it, it, this wasn't kind of, I suppose, uproarious anger that the government are not doing anything. It's more kind of marking the government's cards. I think you're right. It's not uproarious anger because we do not know something is coming uh, but we need to make sure it's what's coming is fit for purpose uh, rather than I suppose a replication of what led to the problems in the first place which was sort of a light touch approach to things so we need a scheme so in terms of what's needed we need a scheme first uh, that provides all the funding up front uh, and if they need to recoup afterwards for people then they can do that second thing is is that uh, they will require hands-on management because they said they don't have the expertise going to need support so like what happened with the pyrite remediation scheme mm. where hands-on support was provided to owners uh, and that needs to be provided to owners management companies and the final point is that they need to make sure that owners who have paid or are paying already towards remediation costs are included in the scheme why? Because if they're not it will lead to developments that are semi-remediated and if they're not fully remediated they're not safe. In other words the people who are currently paying will say feck it I haven't been included. I'm not going to pay any more. And it'll mean that they and their neighbours will remain unsafe. Mm. And that is just not something we can countenance. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to come back to you in a moment, but I mentioned Jill Kelleher is with me, an apartment owner uh, in uh, Dublin. Jill, tell me a little bit about your situation, your story. 
So my situation is a bit unique in the sense that I am a director on the board as well. Um, we're a small block of under 40 apartments, but we have recently started the inspection and have found fire defects. And so we're just kind of in the same boat. We have issues where, you know, we don't have fire stopping in between the floors around the windows, loft area, uh, cavity walls, all that kind of thing. So we're in the process now of getting quotes for that work to be done. But if the government does not provide us with some kind of scheme, our only option will be to impose a levy and you'd be looking at a levy between 12 and 15 grand per apartment and then they would have to pay it i mean there's just as as of right now there's no recourse around it you would be given this bill essentially and just told go out find the money come back pay it we'll start works and what has been the reaction what is the reaction of some of your neighbors uh, to that suggestion they're not happy uh, but because we're kind of in a position where there's a lot of unknown at the moment, mostly it's just myself and another board member just kind of trying to fight to keep as much fair as we can and trying to work as much as we can with Pat and trying to, you know, with the CDA and, and with this Regis group and stuff to try and stay ahead of it as much as we can before we have to give a bill. Uh, to be honest, from a director's standpoint, I feel really bad about saying to the fellow residents, look, like, here's 15 grand, you have to pay it. So had, did you suspect before the inspection started that you were going to find problems? Uh, to a certain extent, yes. So back in 2019, I kind of had started doing some digging into the mud act because I had some questions within our OMMC. Um, at that point in time, we'd met with our previous property agent and he did say, just given the build year of the building, he said, yeah, you do probably have defects as to what extent wouldn't know. So when they wanted to do the inspection and they did find defects, it wasn't a huge surprise. Uh, but ultimately, it's the more inspections they do, the worse it's getting. Initially, we were told it'd be about 5,500 per apartment to fix. And like I said, now we're looking at 12 to 15. So and are these the types of defects that we hear about in other buildings, kind of a lack of fire stopping between units, in cavity walls, around windows, under stairs, all that type yep. of stuff? Yep, it's all that type of stuff. Lack of ventilation. Um, there were even things like, you know, mag lock doors not swinging open when an alarm goes off, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, uh, these are serious defects and, and they could give rise to very, very serious problems and nobody wants to see that but Pat, as the difficulty is and what, what government are trying to balance is yeah we want to r- remediate and redress uh, uh, all of that as soon as possible at the same time we can't kind of uh, open a scheme that's effectively a, a, an, an open-ended check they, they, you know, they need oh, to have sure. some sort of budget in place and they need to get a sense of well, the scale of the problem. Well, I, the, there was a working group report that came out at the end of July and it said that, you know, you were looking at a bill of up to 2.5 billion. Now, bearing in mind that was at that time of the year inflation and construction inflation in particular is running at something like 15% a year. Yeah. So that's likely to go up. Um, but we do have an idea of what the price is. The other side of it is we're not asking government in a sense to just write, say that they have to pay it all. Government does have a responsibility because the problems do arise from a failure to properly oversee and police their own regulations. Yeah. However, the const- primary responsibility rests with the construction sector. It's down to shoddy building and the report is quite clear on that. So therefore we have advocated for some time and we fully supported the government introduction of the concrete product levy 
we think a, a levy uh, on not just in concrete bro- block product manufacturers, but in fact across the construction sector of 2% on profits sh- over a period of 10 years would go a long way to contributing to this. Now, you know, the criticism of that would be the same as the criticism for the concrete levy is that it, that will simply be passed on to the to the home buyers of tomorrow. So I, I, we just built a house last well, year. I won't contribute anything. To, well, to Jill's not, redress. No, I, don't, I don't think that's the person because, building next year will. Well, well, no, no, not necessarily because you know we did look at different models for this. We did look at one, for instance, on output, which definitely would have led to to knock on. But this is effectively like, I mean, at the moment, a, a corporation tax is fifteen percent, so it's two percent on top of fifteen. I mean, that's what you're talking about. So it's on profits, not on output, not on turnover. It's on profits. Uh, and it's just on top of uh, of corporation tax. So I personally think so. It's a different proposition. Uh, and uh, But to be absolutely clear, there is another issue here, which is that once defective building remains consequence-free, as it has been to date for builder developers then there is no incentive to change behaviour. And so we need two incentives. One, which are there is a bit of stick involved, uh, which would this would be part of it. And the other aspect is we need to see proper uh, inspections and monitoring of the building regulations going forward. Uh, And that requires a step change on government's part. And Dara O'Brien, Minister for Housing, is expected to bring recommendations, I think, to Cabinet before Christmas. Is that the hope? He said to us yesterday, 20th of December. All right, we'll have to wait and see uh, closely whether they are what you are looking for, Pat and Jill. Listen, thanks a million for coming into studio. Um, We wish you the best of luck with it. Pat Montague uh, is a spokesperson with the Construction Defects Alliance and Jill Kelleher, as she says, is an apartment owner and she's a director as well uh, in her apartment block in Dublin 8. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.